Hey everyone, I know this video came out a little later than usual. I had to take my dog to the vet today, and it kind of set me back on the video. But nonetheless, I'm still here, and I'm still getting out the content. As always, I hope you guys enjoy this video. And remember, if you have your own story you want to submit, you can do so by sending it to southerncannibal.com. All that being said, let's begin, and I hope you enjoy the stories. So during my freshman year of college, I had a boyfriend who I had just broken up with, and as a young naive freshman in college, I was broken up about it. This was right around the time that I first met my stalker, Scott. Scott was weird as hell, and I really had no interest in him whatsoever. He was once outside my dorm building, and he asked me a question. It was something along the lines of asking me out. I told him no, and that I had a boyfriend which was obviously a lie. I then proceeded to move on from that conversation and interaction and forgot all about Scott. That conversation took place in the fall semester. So right as the year was ending and I was finally back home for the summer, I received a Facebook message from Scott basically saying hi, which then proceeded to tell me that I needed to answer him or he would hurt me. I kid you not, he sent the same exact message over a hundred times. Yes, I counted it. It was terrifying, and I called my mom and I told her what happened and how I barely know this guy, and that we only had a one, two second interaction. While I'm on the phone, he had started to write more messages, but these messages were different ones. It was as if he was having a conversation with me, but without me actually responding. One second he was telling me how much he loved me, and then the next was all about how he wanted to hurt me and how he was going to kill me. As you can imagine, after all that, I blocked him. At that point, my mom made me call the police, who came out and took a report, and they basically just told me to report him to the school. My dad ended up calling my school, and he told them that this guy shouldn't be in the same dorm building as me when I returned from fall semester, but they told him that until he physically hurts me, they can't do that. So until he actually went through with his threats, I had to just wait around and watch my back. So after blocking about five different pages from Scott, I didn't hear from him for the rest of the summer. Fall semester rolls around and I didn't see him the first couple of weeks. And then one day, right as I was eating in the cafeteria with one of my friends, he walks up behind me, places a gift bag on my table, and walks away. I tell my friend to throw it away, and she says no, she's going to open it. I didn't want to open it because he then may have gotten the idea that I liked him, and at that point, he was totally psychotic in my opinion. She opens it up, and it's my two favorite candies, which how the hell did he even know that? After thinking about it, a few days later, I remembered that I had a model mayhem profile that stated my favorite candy. He obviously searched the internet for me. Anyways, there was also a letter stating that he was very sorry, blah blah blah. So after that day, it was quiet for a while. I would see him, and he would always stare me down very creepily. You know how you stare out of the side of your eyes? Yeah, that kind of stare. So I decided to leave my school and transfer to another school that spring. After leaving, I received more messages from him and I blocked profile after profile. He then tweeted me a bunch of random crazy threats and somehow he had got my mom's phone number. My mom ended up contacting his mother since that was the number he was calling from 
and she found out why Scott was stalking me and sending me threatening messages. First and foremost, his mom said that Scott was 26, which is really crazy to think that they allowed a 26-year-old to live in dorms with 17 and 18-year-olds. I think college apartments should be for 26-year-olds. Heck, I'm 28 now, and I would never live in a dorm room. Anyways, she also found out that Scott had schizophrenia, and when he didn't take his meds, he would hear my voice in his head. Reminder, I only met this guy once. We had a very small interaction, and after that, never even spoke again. How could my voice be stuck in his head? She then proceeded to say that she would make sure he took his medication so that he would no longer contact me. I decided that this was enough and that I needed to get an order of protection against him to have some sort of protection legally. Not that it would make him stay away. It was more of a protection in my head and I never did hear from him again. So Scott, if you happen to hear this and you know who you are, I sincerely hope that you never contact me again. Hi, you can call me Angie. Alright, so this just happened recently. On March, I was doing some homework, and I was really, really bored on my phone with nobody to talk to. And so I made the dumb decision to open up my laptop and go to this website called Omegle, where you can find strangers you can talk with. I wanted to look for friends. I connected with fun people, but at the same time, encountered weird old men that were lurking around the website. I tried my best to avoid those people. When I was about to log off and go to bed, I connected with a guy who didn't show his face. Hey, wait, don't skip, he said. He then proceeded to shower me with compliments, and I got really flattered. I asked him how old he was, and he told me he's 18. He was really kind and sweet. You want to continue talking somewhere else? He asked. Sure, I said. And so he sent me his Instagram account, which is privated. I wasn't really looking for anyone to date, but I thought he'd be a good friend to talk to. Time passes by and everything was normal. We had talked all the time. Hey, mind if you add me on Snapchat? He asked me. I don't really use Snapchat that much, but I still said yes. We switched to talking on Snapchat, unlike before when we talked on Instagram. It went as normal as always until he got all serious and he asked me to send him a picture of my naked body. It was a sudden and bizarre question, which gave me a surprise. I wasn't stupid enough to not know what he was trying to do, and so I immediately said no. I said no multiple times, but he just kept on insisting, right to the point where he sounded angry and scary. Me finally giving in, being careless and mindless, I had sent him a few snaps of my body out of guilt, because I thought that was the only way to make him stop. I cried that night, thinking of what I just did, and how low of a person I am. One time he admitted that he actually lied to me about his age, and he's actually 20. I became even more guilty about the fact that he's literally an adult. On some days, he'd even beg me to send him pictures even when I was busy with my online classes. I said no straight up, and he'd get mad at me, and so I'd just ignore it and use my homework as an excuse. One day, he asked me to send him pictures once again, but this time I refused for real. I gathered all of my courage to confront him. I told him to stop and just leave, and I told him what he's doing is really wrong, especially that I'm a minor. He got really mad, and he told me that it's my fault for not leaving when I had the chance. The more I thought about it, he was kind of right, but still, 
I got really mad and annoyed, me still being stupid and not blocking him when I had the chance. I went on ignoring him for about three weeks, and he suddenly stopped sending me messages. Then time passed by, and I got a notification from my phone. It was from him. I gathered all my courage, and I read it. It was a long message. My heart sank. He told me that he's part of some group, and that the group apparently knows what's been happening between us. He told me that if I refuse even further, they'll come pay me a visit. Are you blackmailing me? I asked with fear and anger at the same time. He didn't answer the question. Is this some type of joke or something? I asked. Believe whatever you want. Don't go disappearing on me now, he said. Now, I didn't entirely believe him, and so I tried to be smug, and then annoyingly replied back to his messages with, You really think I'd fall for that? Please. I mean, are you really that desperate? I wanted to get to his nurse because I was furious on what he was doing. What happens if I say no? I asked teasingly. Once we set eyes on you, we'll never stop. We'll go for you, your family, and we have your location on the map. This isn't some joke. I want you, and I will have you, he said. My heart once again dropped. My mood suddenly changed. I didn't know what to do. I wanted to tell somebody. I don't want to tell this to the police nor my family, though. I immediately told it to a close friend of mine, just in case. And they told me to calm down and that everything will be alright. And they told me the guy's just sick in his head and he's probably just bluffing. I calmed down a little bit, but I couldn't help but to worry. I can very easily leak all of your pics that I saved, and I can send it to anybody I want. Your friends, your entire family. That's when I actually froze. I think I'm going to visit you around November, because it's your birth month, he said. My eyes widened. How the fuck did he know my birthday? I didn't tell him anything about it. So what's your call? He asked. I still insisted with all of my might. I've already said no like a thousand times now. I said angrily. We'll just see about that. I'll be seeing you. That was the last message he sent. I still haven't told this story to anybody. I don't even know if I should believe him or not. Time is running, and it's getting really close to November. I'm absolutely terrified if it'll happen. I was on Instagram, and I had met a man who at the time I thought his name was Antonio Martinez. I'm not going to disclose his exact location, but I'll just say that he's from the east coast of the United States. He seemed really cool at first, and a smooth talker. He was telling me that he grew up in Europe, particularly in Germany, and he had traveled all over the world and had been to 55 countries and all 50 states. I was like, wow, this guy's cool as shit. After a week, he had started getting R-rated with the questions, asking me if I wear thongs and if I shave my lady parts and how often I had sex. I was a little taken aback by the questions, but since he was such a smooth talker, and the fact that we both liked pizza and soccer, and I thought he was Latino at the time, I had a liking for him. But after a while, I had started to feel like he was possibly full of shit with everything he was saying, and he was really making me uncomfortable with all the thong questions that he was asking me every day. I had sent him pictures of all the thongs I had, and I didn't really have a problem doing it because I really liked it at first. But after a month though, 
the conversation started getting just a little too repetitive. I mean, every day he would ask me the same questions. What color thong are you wearing? Can you show me your ass? I even tried giving him a clue, hoping he would lay off these questions. After a while, I had started getting skeptical of him, because I would always ask him, Don't you need to get ready for work? Because we talk late at night, and during the summers, there's a three-hour time zone difference between where I'm from and the east coast of the United States. The more I started talking to him, though, the more I was starting to feel like he was totally full of shit, and he wasn't who he said he was. Around early of July 2016, I'd gotten a new pet, so I had taken a break from texting people other than my family. Well, Antonio proceeded to text me like over 200 times in just three days. Are you serious? I don't think I've even texted my mom that much in the last six years. But despite all that shit, I still try to give him the benefit of the doubt. I sent him a message saying that I'm sorry that I haven't texted you, but that I haven't done anything wrong, and that I just got a new pet dog, and that I needed to tend to him, and that he was really sick, and to just be patient. I'll text him back when I can. It worked, and he had stopped texting me for a few days. We talked a few days later, and the contents of the conversation just got raunchy again. I sent him another picture of me in my thong, and I even took off my clothes in cinema mode, with all the clothes I was wearing on my bed. I needed a break from him, though. He needed to learn boundaries, and that there are other people in my life besides him. He kept bombarding me with text after text on that Saturday. He then texted me about how his uncle was apparently brutally murdered in Chicago. Being the nice person that I am, I responded back, saying that I'm very sorry about his uncle, and I hope everything's well. Once again, he asked me what color thong I was wearing. He also asked me if I wanted to see what color boxers he had. Now, in my mind, I was like, what the fuck? You mean to tell me your uncle was brutally murdered, and all you're thinking right now is about thong panties and wanting to have sex? If that was my own family dying, I wouldn't think about nothing but my uncle, and I'd probably be sleeping for days. He then asked me if we're still cool, and I said yes, but I was really getting sick of this dude. But I didn't know how to cut it off, because I was getting this vibe at this point that this guy didn't know how to take rejection well. Two days later on Monday, he texts me saying how I'm doing and how is the puppy. I told him I was training him and it's going really well. I was trying not to talk to him and I was hoping he would just move on. I turned off my phone and when I turned it back on, Antonio sent me texts like, You're a stupid bitch and you're a fake ass hoe. The last thing I texted him was, Fuck you for talking to me like that. Leave me the hell alone. And I then proceeded to block him on Instagram and Twitter. Now, you would think this would be the end of it, and that we'd both move on. But no, not Antonio. He then texted me the following disturbing words. So you're avoiding me, huh? I'm gonna take a gun and shoot up your friends and family. I've been dreaming about doing this. That scared the fuck out of me, and I was about to go to the police on him, but I decided to let it go, and I thought there would be nothing of it. I then blocked his number, but the next day... He leaves three more disturbing, threatening voice messages, saying he was going to go Paul Bernardo on me and don't ever come to his home state. I proceeded to change my number, thinking it would be over. But no, it wouldn't. This dude turned out to be a crazy, creepy serial stalker who had done this before to numerous women, which I would find out later. Over the next couple of weeks, he would proceed to create fake Instagram accounts trying to add me. 
I figured it was him because he would create the accounts with the names of my favorite teams and he even created an account of my dead dog. I would block all of them. It then proceeds to get much worse. He then started making fake ass Instagram accounts and he started harassing and threatening my sister and all of her friends, saying he was going to sell us to ISIS. I was getting really creeped out and very uncomfortable. I was afraid though. Even though I was on the East Coast, was he going to try to come where I'm at to find me? I still try to dismiss it and say nothing of it. But on one Sunday, I got a knock at the door, and lo and behold, it was a pizza from Papa John's, which I hadn't ordered, but I looked at the name on the receipt, and it had another name that I didn't recognize. Antonio told me in one of the messages that Antonio Martinez wasn't his real name, as well as his phone number, which I've blocked. I got so creeped out, and I literally pissed my pants. Now he knows where I live. How the fuck does he know where I live? I mean, I never once gave him my address. I talked it over with my family, and I called the local police. They said to just go ahead and submit a tip to the FBI, which I did, and I told the FBI all about the things that had been happening for the past month, and to please do something about this guy. A week later, Antonio proceeded to create a fake LinkedIn account and found my sister's email and he proceeded to threaten or harass her again, saying once again that he was going to sell her to ISIS and that he wanted to enslave our whole family. Thankfully, I had a friend in the military by the name of Gervais who was able to do a background check on this Antonio dude. But as I already knew, I discovered that Antonio Martinez wasn't his real name. I'm not going to disclose his actual name, but I'll just say it was a traditional American-sounding name. Then come to find out that Antonio lied about his ethnicity. He wasn't even Latino. He was just a regular mixed black and white dude. Everything he told me was a lie. He had never owned a passport a day in his life. In fact, he hadn't even traveled to 20 states. He lied about his religion and he said he was Catholic. No, he wasn't. He grew up as a Jehovah's Witness. He even lied about his height. He claimed that he was 6'2", but when Gervais checked his ID... It said he was only five foot eight. Gervais emailed him using his real name and had a conversation, and Antonio finally promised that he would leave us alone. For a few days, everything seemed cool, but Antonio doesn't take no for an answer. He then proceeded to email my mother from her work email from where she worked and threatened and harassed her. How the fuck did he get her work email? Because I damn sure didn't tell him. Unfortunately, I did tell him the names of my parents which I really regret looking back now because it only got worse from there. He proceeded to leave threatening voice messages on my mom's work voicemail. He even threatened the coworker who had answered the phone in the front office at my mom's job. He sent so many threatening emails that they actually had to shut down her email for a while. He proceeded to create more fake Instagram accounts, threatening all my friends and family and sending disgusting, disturbing letters to my actual address. Everybody was really scared for their lives. This dude was just a crazy, full-blown stalker. Me and my sister and my friend Gervais shut down our emails and we created new ones just so he wouldn't contact us. He then sent me another threatening email saying he was going to cut his wrist and that he wanted to talk to me one last time. Gervais was able to find his phone number and proceeded to talk to him and he told him to leave us alone and that if he contacted us again, he would go to the East Coast where he was and he would knock him the fuck out. Also, right around this time, I got a letter from the FBI's field office from where Antonio lived, saying that they had an active open investigation against him. 
We also found out that he didn't even work and was collecting a social security check and was on section eight. A few days later, Antonio called my mother's job and proceeded to make a bomb threat, not once, but three separate times, and he even did a swatting call on us. They came to our house and they broke down our doors and we had guns pointed to our heads. Can you believe that all this should happen because he couldn't take rejection? All because I blocked him on Instagram and he couldn't move on. It got so bad that we even considered selling our house just so he wouldn't find us. It gets even worse though. A couple of days after that, I got another letter. But this time he used his actual government name on the letter. I proceeded to go to the local police officer and I asked them to open it. When they opened up the letter, in the contents of it contained an unrolled condom. The letter also said that I wouldn't be able to hide because he would track me down. The local police called him and they told him to stop, but Antonio still wouldn't listen. He was still sending pizza and Chinese orders to our house and even to my mom's job. He still proceeded to send threatening pictures to my mom's work email of pictures of burned, charred, and chopped up bodies. But then, on my mother's birthday, the best news happened. We got a call from the FBI agent that was investigating his case notifying us that Antonio has finally been arrested and we were so fucking relieved. We also found out that Antonio got numerous complaints from multiple women for years and some of them had nearly gotten beaten up numerous times. We saw his mugshot but we could tell from the picture that he wasn't mentally right in the head and his head wasn't fully on a swivel. He spent almost a year in jail. He was given time served and three years of probation. I did come to find out that he has Asperger's syndrome and that he had a lot of mental issues and was severely abused as a child. Thankfully, he hasn't tried to contact us, and I haven't heard from him since. I really, really hope that he's gotten the help that he needed. To Antonio, I really wonder, was all this worth going to jail for? But most importantly, I pray and hope that I never have to talk to you again for the rest of my life.